You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan 113. Atari amplifiers and video game controllers from Apple. And it is tech fan number one one three hundred thirteen. I am Tim Robertson, and I'm joined, as usual, by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hey, hey. So you are back to work um, at home. Uh, yeah, working from home, and uh, going to do that for a couple of weeks, and then I'll start going into the office part time. And how's but, the back? Well, I thought it'd be okay because the idea of working from home is I can get up from the desk whenever I need to, but still. Wednesday night, it was it was bad, bad the worst it's been for a while, and um, so I did some stuff Thursday. Yesterday, obviously, was Good Friday, so it's bank holiday here, so I wasn't working, and I spent most of the day in bed. So it's um, it's gonna it's gonna be a slow process, I think. For new listeners, uh, the reason I asked about his back is David was in a pretty horrific car accident, him and his family in France, uh, oh, a couple months ago now. Yeah, but it was just turn of the year. Yeah, just right after Christmas, right? That's right, yeah. Yep. So I'm glad that uh, you are back to, to work. Things are somewhat returning to normal, but I'm sorry to hear that the back is not, you know, 100%. And no, it just, may never be. Yeah, it's just going to take time, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. so any news in the tech world for you? Uh, not really, no. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it, it's kind of starting to ramp up now, kind of after Christmas lull. Um, you know, as we get into the spring, obviously there's, there's stuff going on. But in terms of personal tech stuff, not really. Uh, I, I've, I've got not, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, a new video game I've been playing called Running Dogs. Um, I guess it's not really new, new, but it's new to me, and that's all that matters right. sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, really, really enjoying it. Unfortunately, I can't play it as much as I would like because you know four days every week i'm in chicago working so what system is that on uh i'm playing it on xbox 360 right um i don't i think it's on ps3 as well i don't know but uh i like it you're uh, it's there was an old game i had it on the mac called i think it was called streets of la yeah and uh it was kind of like a gta game but you were a cop an undercover cop and i remember playing it on the Mac probably five, six, seven years ago, and it wasn't very good at all. Well, this is kind of the successor to that game, but it is so much better. But what I really like about it, it has all these little side things that you can do. Like you, uh, there's like these hidden little drop boxes that you have to find, or you have to, uh, you're a cop, so you're not really supposed to break the law much, but you know, it's a video game. Uh, You have to take down, you know, three or four member gangs, scare them off, and then you hack the security system with your cell phone. And then you go back to your apartment and connect your cell phone to your television and use the security cameras to catch who the bad guy is. Then you send the police in to get them. Is this the one where you're the cop trying to take the triads down? Yes, it's in Hong Kong. 
dogs. Yeah, sleeping dogs. Sleeping yeah? dogs. Yeah, what did yeah. I say? You said running dogs. Right, okay, no, sleeping <laughs> right, dogs, yeah. Sleeping dogs, okay. <laughs> I just want to check we're looking at the same you're, game. You're absolutely right, yeah. sleeping dogs. And uh, the the one thing that keeps messing me up more than anything is because it's in Hong Kong, you drive on the left, kind of like you do mm-hmm. there in Britain. Yeah, uh, the right way, in other words. Yeah, the incorrect way. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, I mean the correct way. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the, way the United States. Right, yeah, the no, way we no. do it in the United States. It's no. different in Hong Kong. And, no, it's the right yeah. way. That's right. That's the wrong way. That's what <laughs> I said. <laughs> but what keeps messing me up in the game is I'm speeding along, and I'll take a, a right, and I'm in the wrong lane, and I have head-on collisions all the time. Funnily enough, I actually did that for real once. Did you? Oh. <laughs> I, was in, I, was in, I was in Las Vegas many years ago. And uh, I pulled out of this, uh, obviously Las Vegas, the streets are very wide. And I pulled out of this, um, at, at a light, I, I pulled a, right, a left turn and I started head towards the wrong lane. And I'm, I realized, because obviously as I pull out, I realized that I'm driving towards all these cars. So I kind of veered <laughs> over. And of course, all the people who were next to me kind of, you know, laid on the horns and everything like that. And as I went through the junction, I just saw this... Um, motorcycle cop who was waiting at the junction and he sat there you know <laughs> with the helmet on and the uniform and the mirror shades and his eyes just tracked round on me as i as i kind of got right back in the right place i thought oh god he's, he's going to come after me he didn't but um yeah easily done yeah well it's better in a video <laughs> game than in real life yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's a lot of fun though there's these um I think they're called prayer booths or something. It's these little temple things, and uh, you have to find them. There's, I don't know, maybe 40 of them scattered throughout the city. Uh Uh, And when you find enough of them, it increases your health. So you you get a longer health bar, basically. But I like the aspect of, of searching this huge, very detailed, beautiful city for hidden objects. I I like that. In that respect, it sounds like a bit like um, the Batman Arkham City game. Yeah. It's similar to that, yeah. And and the fighting is almost identical. It's a lot right. of when the guy flashes red, he's about to hit you, you push a button to counter it. Yeah. So the fighting system is almost exactly like Arkham City. But but like Hong Kong, I guess it's all um, Kung Fu type stuff, yeah? Yeah, it is, uh, kind cool. of. But, I mean, it, it to me, honestly, it, it feels like Arkham City as far as the, right. the mechanics of it go. The driving is well done. The fighting is well done. Um, there's a few glitches. I got stuck in a building. Uh, I was <laughs> I was driving a car, and somehow I flipped the car, and I jumped out at the same time, and I landed inside of a building that you're not supposed to go into. <laughs> and I was stuck in there for like five minutes. I kept trying to get out. I could see people walking by, and uh, I... I I've progressed far enough in the game where I can have a valet bring me my car, right? Right. So I, I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll send for my valet, and he'll come and give me my keys to my car, and somehow that'll get me unstuck. So the valet comes, and he's standing on the other side of the window just looking at me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and it's weird because you can move around in the building a little bit, and I was looking around, and you could see, you know, the bottoms of buildings and... It was it was a glitch, obviously, but yeah, what the hell? It was kind of fun. Cool. Uh, but no, I'm really enjoying that. And yesterday, uh, speaking of technology, old technology, and video games combining two into one, I got I won this on Facebook. Believe it or not, it's an Atari Flashback Four. Now I have the original oh, yeah. Atari Flashback, 
it looks like a little mini Atari 2600. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to say six months ago, maybe more, I was on Facebook, and I have liked Atari on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a little contest. Hey, uh, leave a comment or something like that for your chance to win one of two Atari Flashback 4s. And there was, you know, 10,000 people that had, you know, left a feedback or whatever it was. Yeah. But I did and forgot about it promptly. And about a week later, I get a Facebook email saying, you won the Atari Flashback 4. Cool. And I was like, groovy. And they said, send me your address uh, and an email so we can reach out to you. So I did that and hooked up via email, gave them my mailing address. They said, look for it within, you know, four to six weeks. Great. This is fantastic. And then, of course, I promptly forgot about it again. Yeah. Well, about a month and a half ago, I thought, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> did, yeah. Didn't I, did I dream that? Did that actually happen? So I jumped on, and sure enough, I had actually won. And uh, I sent him an email, and no response. Then I sent him a, a, you know, a message on Facebook. Yeah. And about a week later, they finally responded and said, hey, could you send us the email confirmation you got, which I did. And then no response. And then about a week later... We finally got some in. We're sending you one your way. And that was like four weeks ago. And then nothing. Yesterday, I noticed a box sitting on my front porch, and there it was. All right, cool. So it was, uh, yeah, it's free. What are you going to say, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I plugged it in this morning and uh, played it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, Is that because the games are terrible? No, well... Sure, of course. I mean, it's Atari 2600. It's got 75 built-in games, too. Stuff like uh, 3D Tic-Tac-Toe, which no one liked even when that was new. Uh, Adventure Time, or I'm I'm sorry, Adventure, Adventure 2. Yeah. uh, Battle Zone. It's got, you know, all the classics that are on there. I don't think Pac-Man is on here. Centipede, Combat 1, Combat 2. It does come with two controllers, so you can play Capture the Flag. That might be, that might be fun. Actually, it's flag capture. What's the difference, right? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just looking at the list here on them, on them, on Wikipedia. Night Driver. So I got it, um, plugged it, in, and I played Space Invaders. Here's the thing, I I understand that it's it's a novelty toy, if anything. And I'm connecting it to a television that's capable of, you know, 1040p (laughs) or 1080p. I mean, it's not going to look great. But my TV is smart enough to change resolutions. Yeah. According to what's plugged into it. And it has those, uh, you know, red, white, yellow plugs on the side, the RCA. Yeah. And that's what this uses. It uses the white and the yellow. So I plug it in and turn it on. My TV's actually smart enough to say, oh, you just plug this in. I'm going to switch to this because you obviously, this is what you're using right now. So I kind of like that about the TV. It's an LG. And I'm turning it on and I'm trying to navigate through the games that it has on there. So it has eight pages of games. And it's just the title. But... It looks like garbage on my screen. I can't even tell what the box art is. It looks so bad. Now, I've hooked up my original Atari 2600 to my TV. 
And it doesn't look good, but it looks a whole lot better than this. I mean, this looks extremely bad. It's like they're using 8-bit graphics everywhere. Which is kind of odd, really, because it's not... The thing is not cheap. How much much is it? I'm looking on their website now. It's $60. Wow. Or eighty dollars for the deluxe. Got, got, I don't know what's in the. Oh, looks like deluxe. Deluxe version might have paddles in, as well as the uh, joysticks. But sixty dollars. I mean, that's enough money to, you know, have a decent system for the menuing. Sure. You know, and and really, I'm the whole thing's running everything in emulation anyway. It's exactly. not like it has to be. You know, it's like if they were rendering it on the original Atari twenty six hundred, they jam the old thing there in there as a system on a chip. Might be a different thing. But it's not. It's uh, it's running on an ARM ARM based processor, according to Wikipedia, which is like um, like the Raspberry Pi or something, which can run a full up to date version of Linux. There's no reason for it to be crappy low res on the menus. It's and it's really crappy. And then of course there's eight pages on each page. It has two columns: one on the left, one on the right hand side. Right. Yeah. So you would think, and you have to use your controller to navigate. So you would think if I'm on, if I'm in the left column and I want to go to the first title in the right column i just go to the right yeah, but no it takes you to the next bottom, yeah. yes i have to go down 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 because i kept going to the right and it would just take me to the next page and i'm like well the thing's broken i didn't stupefy myself to enough to realize no i have to go down all the way because it's two columns but the the screen itself is two columns it's actually one column See, just, this this goes back to what we were saying last week about you know, the user experience for this thing has to be more than just something they tack on. Yes. You know, because let's face it, let's be honest, right? Let's talk, let's get down to brass tacks here. Playing Atari games from 30 years ago, yeah, there's some nostalgia value in there, but despite what a lot of many people say, the gameplay of these things was not classic. It's aged too far. It has, absolutely. You know, combat was fun in the day, but just because you could do it. But nowadays, we're used to playing stuff more sophisticated. Yep. So if you want people to get value out of something that's running games that are that old, you have to make it as easy as possible to pick up and play. And I mean, in my view, the, the, very, the very fact that they're selling it as a thing that plugs in your TV is wrong. It should be a portable system. If you I could see if, that, yeah. Because yeah. that way you could control every aspect of it. Exactly. You know, it's 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 just terrible. It really is. Now, the Atari twenty six hundred game controllers, you know, the stick with the little rubberized thing around the base, they were never very good. <laughs> but they still felt solid in your hand, especially when they were new. You know, as they got older, they got a little kind of loosey in there, and you know, yeah, they not, took it. Most of those things took a hell of a beating. They did. They? Yeah, they did. The ones that come with this Atari Flashback 4 are the cheapest controllers I've ever felt. I can almost push it completely to the left or right or up and down with my pinky with no weight behind it. That's not right. I mean, it's ju- it just the whole thing just feels like a piece of crap junk. Now, here's the funny thing, and I told you this earlier. I have the original Flashback that came out, I'm going to say, eight years ago. I mean, it's been a long time. It was much better built. I'm much better. Now, I will say that it's nice that I could plug my original Atari 2600 controllers into this thing and use them. It does have jacks for it, but who cares? Yeah. If you're going to ship controllers with this little cheap thing, they should at least be the same quality that people remember from back in the day. 
and they're totally not. They're just yeah. it's just junk. So look, I got it for free. Why complain, right? Well, because somebody listening to this or seeing my Facebook post might want to go out and buy one. Yeah, and I'm going to tell them right now, don't. It's junk. It's it's the lowest common denominator. It's it's simply a company, and it's not really the same Atari as, as we may remember. It's been sold like five times since then yeah. and broken up and different divisions. And this is not the real Atari, okay? I, I think this whole company has like less than 10 people working for it now. Um, but regardless, all they are doing with this device is it's a money grab. It's it's feeding on the nostalgia that you may have remembered from having a lot of fun playing these games as a kid, and you want to share it with your children now, or maybe you just want to get into the nostalgia thing yourself, and so you go to the store, you pick it up, like you said, it's sixty bucks, which isn't a lot of money, but that's it's not cheap either. No, no, I mean if, if it was twenty dollars, you could probably live with a lot. Of the I wouldn't even you complain. complain about. Yeah. I wouldn't even complain. But sixty bucks—that's—I oh, no. mean—that's a brand new Xbox three hundred and sixty game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's. That is. Um, I, I'm a little disappointed, um, but again, I you know I didn't pay for it. But if you're thinking about buying one, you the listeners out there, don't. <laughs> don't just don't. You could well, you could I mean, de- lot- you could play all of these games online. Yeah, or and it looks play- better in a browser. You can. I mean, if you if you can live without. The controller you can play all of them on an ios device or a lot of them yeah now there's a no. rumor uh and i read this on the verge so i don't know it seems to me that the verge is pretty good with with their stories but there's a story that apple was meeting clandestiny clandestine clandestine secretly like, secretly <laughs> with some developers at uh, gdc this week this past week about an Apple-created controller, game controller. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Um, there's two things that kind of um, lead me to think maybe there's, there's people are reading more into it than actually are. First of all is that I could see Apple being there um, because, you know, games development is now a fairly important part of the iOS experience. Yep. Um, and Oh, you know, it's more than... It, I mean, it's yeah. huge, David. you gotta, so, you got to yeah. think that... Nintendo, uh, Apple right now with their thirty percent cut, just with their thirty percent cut, is making more money than Nintendo is on yeah. games, just games. So, so it's a big part of their business. So I can see them being there and talking to developers and behind closed doors. Who the hell knows what they actually talk about? But the the second thing that kind of makes me think perhaps it was people reading more into it was the fact that Jim Dalrymple of Loop yep. reported it and just went nope, and he does that and he normally is He's right. usually pretty right. Yeah, yeah. But let's 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 back up and look at this a little bit. And there's polls: should Apple create a game controller? Blah blah blah. Um, I think so, because here's the thing: as great as the iPad and the iPhone is, it's there's just no way you're going to use one of those devices to comfortably play a video game on your television. No, and that is the holy grail of mobile computing: is to get on the television. There's a new product that's just shipped out to Kickstarter backers, the Oya, Oya, Oya. Yeah. Uh, it's a little Android, I don't know, console mm-hmm. that looks kind of cool. Um, all the reports that I've seen is the controller is extremely cheap. It's a $99 device. 
They say they're going to come out with a new one every year, which that kind of it's. They say that you know the technology moves so fast that so we're going to come out with a new console every year. Really? So why would I want to buy one this year? Why not just wait? <laughs> I it's, I don't know. But it's, it, yeah, then again, it's I, only ninety nine bucks. So yeah, okay. I mean, who knows what quite what, what that talks about updating the internals and well, let's face it, we've had three versions of the current Apple TV, and yet <laughs> you can't unless you look at the the label, you can't really tell the difference between them, can you? Technically, they, there's four. Um, the 1080p model was updated quietly. They don't yeah. say anything, but it's got a single core processor on there now. Or a, how, uh, what I'm saying single. is, you've got to, kind of got to be a geek to know what the difference. Right, between right, them is. exactly. Yeah. So they could just be talking about doing that. Yeah, in, updating the internals every year, making it cheaper, whatever. So they have um, this coming out, and it seems to be getting some attention. I don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but we know that. Apple is really big into games now with iOS. And still, people don't consider it a serious game platform because it's portable. There is still that mentality that it's not an... Well, it can't compete with Xbox or PlayStation, or even Nintendo for that matter, even though it almost can now as far as power and graphics and all that. But there's no question that Apple is making a lot more money than all of those companies when it comes to games. No question about it. It is now the leading platform for video games, which is quite weird to think about. It, yeah, it is. I mean, for, for so many years, people speculate about Apple getting into the gaming business, but they thought about them doing a, a dedicated console. Or buying and, Nintendo. Uh, or Yeah, exactly. And they've kind of done it by stealth. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I don't think even Apple at the start thought it was going to go this way. No, no. Who, who, you know. Nobody could know that. There's no and, way. And, and there are games now you can buy for iOS, for the latest iOS devices, that are already way beyond what you could get on the previous generation of consoles. Yeah. So you could see with a design iteration over the next year or two that certainly the game, the game capabilities will be up in terms of what, what we currently have. You know, three uh, years ago, there's no way I could ever play GTA on my iPad. Yeah. It came out last year. Another one just came out. I mean... That's PS2 quality, and I'm seeing stuff that's beyond PS2. That's PS3 quality. Well, R- Real Racing Infinity 3. Blade, Real Racing yeah. 3. Real Racing 3 is as good as any racing game I have on my Xbox 360. But yet, In terms of how it looks. Right. But yet, yeah, it's not on your television, and that's where people want to play video games, a lot of yeah. them. So and, and, does it make could, sense for yeah. Apple to come out with a new Apple TV that runs games or, and even apps if you want? Maybe even yeah, well, has a built-in camera so you can do Skype on your television, but with a could, dedicated game controller. Yeah, you could see that. You could definitely see with uh, iOS 7 or iOS 8 that they could take the internals of the current iPad, stick that in an Apple TV box, yeah. um, and uh, pair it with some sort of wireless controller, and the job is done. Yeah. You Why know? wouldn't they do that? So that's probably more likely than either the TV that is speculated them doing or the watch. <laughs> I don't get the watch. I, I mean, I do, but I don't. I, I have no desire to own a, a watch that, number one, I stopped watch, wearing a watch a long time ago because the only thing I used a watch for was to tell me what time. But I've been carrying a device in my pocket for 15 years that does that. Yeah. I Well, I, I still wear watch. I mean, I think that's an American thing, to be fair. Um, you know, I, I see this in the press quite a lot. People say, oh, people don't wear watches anymore. 
outside of the US, a lot of people wear watches. Um, you know, I, the people I interact with on a day by day basis in the UK, everybody wears a watch. I don't, so I don't see that outside the US. But, but it's a fashion is, thing at this point, but, isn't but, it? Yeah, but the point is, people. I think people who do wear watches like nice watches. So it it, it is a fashion. It's it is a style. It's not really a functional type thing. Um, it's really hard to see what uh, a smartwatch can add to the phone iOS mobile experience that would make it worthwhile doing. I can see third parties, you know, like Pebble and, and what have you doing that and possibly doing okay but not uh, not something mass market market like apple yeah not unless they came up with something completely different I, I i i just don't get it no but that doesn't mean it's not gonna happen oh no, no exactly well who knows yeah who knows but you know the thing with apple is they work on a lot of things and some of them come and some of them don't most of them i've don't. no doubt i'm no doubt they've looked at it i'm no doubt they'll probably continue to look at it but whether that means it's ever going to happen or not is another thing yep absolutely so let's take our first break here and uh david and i will be right back i got a bad feeling about this the App Minute Podcast, your one stop for reviews of iOS apps and Apple-related gear. I like the sound of that. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Join us on the App Minute Podcast on the Stoplight Network. Even Han Solo thinks we're cool. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. What? Count me in. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? No! Back on TechFan. If you guys want to reach out, we are at techfanpodcast.com. We're part of the Stoplight Network. In fact, that ad we just played is another show in the Stoplight Network. I don't I don't know which ad that was. Probably going to be at minutes. Probably the one I played because... Uh, Michael Breed, one of the writers at MyMac.com, started helping John Nemirovsky with the At Minute podcast, David. Cool. And uh, he made a really cool Star Wars. He's really big into Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Michael Breed. Yeah. About a year ago, he kind of fell back into Star Wars. And he emails me quite a bit with, like, I got an email. I haven't responded to him yet this morning. Uh, he's been behind on his Star Wars news, and he just found out the Clone Wars was canceled, and he's really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to be getting new movies and new new stuff. So. Well, there was only look. Let's be honest. There was only so far they can take that show because it happened yeah, you know, between episode two and three. Uh, you know how it ends. Mm. <laughs> and uh, some of the choices were odd because they would show that they had like I don't know six episodes or something, four episodes of the. Jo- uh, children Jedi getting their lightsabers and going to get the crystals and kind of developing these characters and I'm thinking why are you doing this? All yeah. these kids get slaughtered. That's right, yeah. Dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that about all the Jedi, but these are kids and this is a kid's cartoon. It's like, geez. Well, it's worse though. than that because the ones between the two movies, right, those will have grown up to be just about, you know, they'll be like 14, 15, yeah, there'll be just the age when you think, you know what, I might be able to make this work. I might be able to succeed at this. And right. then they get slaughtered. Yeah, then the clone troopers take them out. <laughs> That's right. They get shot in the butt. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
So he's doing uh, at minute now, and he's doing a great job. But he created that commercial that I just dropped in. Um, now I have to remember to drop that one in, and uh, it was pretty cool. So, anyways, a uh, little bit of tech news for you, David. Way back in the day, um, you know what? I'm going to actually look it up. Oh, uh, uh, carb. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I'm looking up uh, Carbon Copy Cloner. Ready. I did an interview with the uh, with the guy who created Carbon Copy Cloner. Yeah, Mark Bombitch, yeah? Yep. And it was in it's still online too, so you can actually listen to it. If you do a if you do a Google search for Carbon Copy Cloner and then OWC Radio. Yeah. You will find it. I did an interview with him on September 2010. Wow, yeah. that was a long time ago. I seem to remember around about the same time the MyMac guys did one as well. Yeah, it was real close. And um, it's one of my. it was one of my favorite pieces of software. It still is. I don't want to make it sound like I've changed my mind. But on that episode, because um, the software was free. On that episode, I kept saying, you know, you really should charge for this. This is uh, this is great software, and you should be rewarded for that. Or at the very least, allow someone to make donations or something. And he kind of hee-hawed a little bit. Well, about a year ago, he started doing exactly that. Yeah. It's not freeware anymore, and it, in fact, it costs $35. And I, uh, you know, as somebody who kind of encouraged him to do that... <laughs> I didn't pay for it right away. <laughs> so about a month ago, I finally went around, got around to registering it and paying it. And I was happy to do it because it's yeah, worth be, it. Yeah, let's be clear. I mean, it, it's you can use it for free. You can use the older versions for free, the way, or way you always could. And it had ads in, didn't it? The, uh, yeah, in fact, it had, it had ads for OWC, actually. That's right, yeah. But the new uh, version is $35. There's no ads. It's always been very good software. He worked at Apple for a while. They brought him in because of his expertise. So regardless, uh, I finally paid for it. And then I decided, you know what I need to do? I need to go in there and kind of reset up my my things, what I'm backing up, how I'm backing up, the schedules, and all that. So I kind of basically started from scratch. Mm-hmm. And one of the new things about the new version is you can back up folders now. Now, why is that kind of... You can clone a folder to a, an external drive. Now, why is that a big deal? I mean, David, you could just grab a folder and drop it on an external drive, right? Yeah. Well, with Carbon Copy Cloner, you could set it up to do just that, except it will only update the changes on that folder to the destination drive. Now, real-world situation, I have all my music in a folder on my desktop called MP3 Server. And I do that because I don't want uh, iTunes to manage my music. I want to do that myself. Yeah. And I don't want it all hidden within the packet of the iTunes software. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's right there on my, my desktop. So I set it up to back up just that folder to an external drive, and I named that external drive um, Music Backup. And it's supposed to run once a week. And if I don't have that drive plugged in, you know, my Mac bitches at me, and then I plug it in and it backs it up. And, of course, it's only backing up after the initial one. 
whatever's changed. changed. Yeah. yeah. So if I change album artwork or anything like that, it will change the MP3 file. Thus, it will back it up again. The neat thing about that, David, is because I've used that. Uh, it sounds like I'm doing a commercial for Mac sales here, but I've been using my Voyager with bare hard drives as all my yeah. backup solutions. And I take my backups with me when I leave to go to work. So I've always had my media stuff backed up that way. Now I've got my music backed up this way. And it just works. It works great. But I don't I don't really care about backing up everything on my hard drive. Like the, the OS, I don't care about that. But I do care about my pictures and my music and my documents. And now that I can do just folder backup to a destination drive, it's faster and it's backing up what I want to back up. And it works great. It's really fast. Yeah. I mean, Very I've got... Good. I can't tell you how big my music library is, but it's it's huge because it's also got podcasts in there. Yeah, and it took See, like two hours to back it up. If I would have just drag and dropped, it would have taken like eight hours. I'm not kidding. Uh, and I'm sure there are plenty of our listeners going, you know, well, why don't you just use Time Machine? But the problem with Time Machine is that Time Machine is also really slow. And I've noticed with Time Machine that um, even on a pretty modern Mac, you know, modern dual core Mac. Time machine gets really busy. Um, your machine slows down. But you can you can also can't have multiple jobs to back up. So I want my music files and my movie files and my picture files. Maybe I want those to all go to different drives, different places. Yeah. Right. Or maybe I want to have multiple jobs. So one's called picture backup one. One's called picture backup two. So I have two external drives two with my copy of copies. Yeah, of they always everything. say with backups that if you don't have three copies of anything, you don't have it at all. Right, and that's exactly that's the power of something like Carbon Copy Cloner. Yeah. Now I know there's Super Duper, and there's other, you know, both free and commercial products that you can use. But this is the one that I've been using for a long time. I really like it. It's definitely worth the thirty-five bucks. I was happy to spend it, and uh, you know, I didn't realize I can do just folders, and that it just really opened my mind up to how I. I might even start again <laughs> yeah. and, and really get granular with my backups because you can also back it up to remote Macs as well as um, remote destinations, like on a server. So I could literally set up like a Mac mini server here with a couple drives attached to it, stick it in the basement. It's just over Wi-Fi, but I could back up to that if I wanted to. I like cool. it. I think it's yeah, fantastic. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. So um, something I've been playing with uh, is uh, iPods, mm-hmm. old iPods. The hard drive iPods? The hard drive iPods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was because um, I find my, I found myself one – and this kind of comes out of iTunes Match. I don't know if you use iTunes Match at all on your, I do. On your iPhone, yeah? So one of the problems I find with iTunes Match is that um, because because the music is there available for you in the cloud, you don't tend to keep a lot of stuff on your off on your phone, right? Uh, and certainly, you know, if you need space on your phone, it's the first thing you clear off the music because it's like, well, I can download it any time you want. But I find when I stream stuff from my iTunes Match, um, you know, so I haven't got it on my phone and I'm out and about and I decide I want to listen to a particular album, so I go to it and obviously it starts downloading the background as you start playing it. Yep, I find certainly recently that that's not very reliable the the tracks will skip or or they'll get so fun then they'll stop and then for some reason i'm I'm waiting for the thing to download so i started to feel myself that maybe i could do with having just a music ipod 
for those times when I wanted to listen to a whole pile of music and I didn't want to have to go through the effort of downloading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, you go out and buy something like a, a, a Nano, something that's only 8 gig or 16 gig, it's not really as much as I wanted. So I started thinking, how could I get a bigger? And I didn't really want to go out and spend the money on an iPod Classic. So what I ended up doing was I picked up a, um, an old iPod Mini. So this was the one that came before the Nano. It had the little hard drive in. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. And still a very nice device. Now, it, it turns out these things are super easy to open up and maintain. So uh, I got one that had uh, a crash drive and a dead battery. So I, it cost me peanuts, about £7, something like that. Yeah. Physically, it was in good condition. It just didn't work. I opened that sucker up. A uh, new battery for it is about £3. Nothing. Uh, and it's yeah, You just pull it out put the new one in it was easy and then pulled the drive out now the drive in those is actually a, a, a compact flash hard drive correct yeah so i just put a 32 gig compact flash card in <laughs> <That'll work. laughs> put it all back together connect it out to my mac now the only thing is this these things only charge over firewire so you need to have a, a firewire to usb adapter yeah um they're fine easy got and yeah did that and i now have a really great 32 gig ipod that's flash uh, and it cost me about fifteen pounds. I'm really pleased with it. My uh, my music, um, like I said, my my music library is pretty large. But I'm in the same. I'm kind of in the same boat. I wanted to have my music with me when I'm in Chicago, for those rare times that I actually want to listen to something that's not on my iPhone. I had a. Uh, I'm going to say a fifth generation. Yes, a fifth generation black ipod mm-hmm. uh the cla- it's you'd say classic ipod now but there was no classic ipod when this thing was new was, was that the first one that did video yes yeah and uh i got a kit somebody wanted us to review it at my mac and i i did maybe five years ago now uh i did a review of it they sent me a hard drive a i'm, I'm gonna say it's either a 250 or a 500 gig hard drive and i did the swap and plugged it in and put my entire music library on there minus podcasts. I didn't put any podcasts on there because that changes all the time and it's a fairly large segment of my my media. And uh, so now all my music is on there. It takes about 75% of the space and you know, I could charge it via USB. That's how yeah. it syncs. And uh, it works great. I, I've, you know, it does worry me that it is a conventional hard drive and it's eventually going to fail. <clears throat> but I don't use it very often. It stays in my work bag until I remember to pull it out and charge it, which is maybe once every two or three months. But I don't buy a lot of music anymore, David, so it's still fairly current. Yeah. Um, but that's what I've been using for a long time. My only issue with it is it doesn't get loud enough because I use a pair, a really nice pair. It's like $600 pair of headphones over the ear. Yeah. I mean, they're AKGs. It's, you know, some of the best stuff that you can get. And that's what I use when I'm in the hotel room in Chicago, usually simply connected to my computer watching movies. Um, but that's what I'll plug into my iPod and listen to my music that way. But I, it doesn't get loud enough. That iPod can't drive, neither can my iPhone for that matter, can't drive the music loud enough to really affect those headphones. I want to go louder. I want to rock out. And I can't. Yeah, I, I seem to... Uh, in fact, I'm just looking for it now. I have a little um, headphone amplifier. Yeah, I have one too called, somewhere. A Fio. 
I I O. Uh huh. And it's about the size of that. Yeah, I will do. It's about the size of an iPod Shuffle. Um, and basically, uh, it has a little battery in it, so you just connect your your iPhone to it um, or your iPod to it via three and a half mil jack, and then plug your things in the top. And that takes care of that problem. Yeah, I, I, I that, that might be something I need to look at because yeah, there's and, times and, that I just want to go louder. Yeah, and and this these these are very well regarded in terms of how they sound. Cool. Um, yeah, the Theo E five. I've thought about it because I have one somewhere. It's not that brand; it's some off brand, and it was made, I think, when the first USB iPods came out. So like the right. second or third generation, whatever it was, and uh, it came with a case, and you would put your your iPad or your uh, iPod in the case, plug it into to the little amplifier yeah and yeah it's basically the same thing and it worked really well but where the hell that is now i have no idea i might have pitched it at one point i don't know you know the products that i've reviewed over the years um hardware you usually have to send back but sometimes they don't yeah. require it it's it costs more than the product is worth to send it back especially with cases and stuff that's right, yeah. And I, and I always had a, it's a huge collection of stuff that I reviewed that, it, you know, for a long time, it's hard to get rid of that stuff. It's like, well, there's nothing wrong with it. It works great. It's practically brand new. Why would I want to get rid of it? So you hold on That's to right, it. That's right, yeah. But I'm in the, the mentality now of, you know, I'm never going to use this damn thing again. Just get rid of it. Either donate it to charity or just toss it. One of the two. Yep. I think, uh, I, 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 mean, I think I download or I, I, I might have tossed that one yeah well that's always the way you toss it because you think oh I'm not, not going to need it anymore and then you need it yeah <laughs> well I don't know about need then you want well, it yeah, there, but there's a big it, difference yeah. there then that's kind of the that's the benchmark for me am I going to want this sometime or am I going to need this sometime well if I'm going to need it I won't get rid of it but if I'm just if I think I might want it someday then I'll probably just get rid of it because it's just not worth holding on forever. That's right. I know. I've got a an office full of junk of stuff that I really need to clear out. Wow, it's only twenty three ninety nine for that yep. little. Uh, you know, it yes. does, it kind of looks like a little iPod shuffle. It does. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, a little bit bigger than that. What you can also get for it, I, I remember now, is a is a um, iPod dock connector to three and a half mil jack. So you can use that. So you can take the clean, um, non-processed feed out of the iPod via the dock connector to plug it into the headphone adapter, uh, and you get better results that way as well. Twenty uh, hours uh, of normal use, mini yeah. USB charger, so you don't have to worry about batteries yeah. on it. And and it's specifically designed for low impedance headphones, which will be what you have because they're high quality. Right. So they'll be. Um, you know they'll be low impedance, so that's why you're having problems with the with the volume from the iPod. So uh, give, looks, it a, give it a sh- looks like uh, oh, that's power. I'm looking for signal to noise, 98 decibels. Mm, doesn't really say how loud it's gonna crank it up though. But you say it it works well. I I yeah I I use it I. I bought it to use it with a pair of noise cancelling headphones when I was on the uh, on the plane. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, really much much better. Theo E five headphone amplifier. They yeah they do a they do a whole range of them. So there's I think there's an E six and E seven now, but but this one that I've used is pretty good. It really does look like you know they're showing it from different angles. It really does look like a, the little clip on 
iPod Shuffle. Yeah, so it has the clip on the back. It's yeah. exactly this. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm going to have to check this out because this is interesting to me. And here's the thing. You don't have to use it just with a, an iPhone or uh, an iPod. You could plug your your audio coming out of your Mac into this and use it yeah. that way as well. Yeah. Or if you, find, if you find your uh, output in the car, sometimes the car connect connectors, cables can be a bit quiet too. Um, yeah. You can put this in the way to sort that out, so... List price is twenty nine ninety five, but Amazon has it for twenty three ninety nine. It says for Prime members. I don't know if everyone sees that price, but that's what it says for me. I'm a Prime member, so I sometimes I get a better price, and of course, shipping yeah, no, is really it's tr- yeah, I'm seeing that I'm seeing that price as well, and I'm not logged in, so okay. Not, so that's the regular so. price. That's cool. Awesome. Well, David, let's keep this sh- a little bit short today. Uh, it's Saturday. You've got family stuff to do, and uh, as do I. I think. It's it's been nasty weather for a long, long time for since November. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's almost sixty degrees out, and the family was talking about a picnic today. So, and I have to go shopping for furniture from, with my mother-in-law. So. Oh, that sounds like fun! Wow, <laughs> I envy you. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with another episode of Tech Fan. Of course, like I said earlier in the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you go to techfanpodcast.com you can send us feedback um you can follow me on twitter um at my mac or facebook facebook.com slash my mac and david you are i'm at david b cohen on twitter or david cohen at my mac.com and i don't do facebook he don't do it he does he's on there but he hardly ever checks it there's no yeah there's no point sending me anything to facebook because i won't see it so david i'll see you next week see you next week bye 